Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Tuesday, the 2nd of August. Victoria today becomes the only state in Australia to legalise... The legislation's passage through Tasmania's upper house last night was an emotional moment for the bill's author. assisted dying laws passed South Australian Parliament. And voluntary assisted dying has been passed into law in New South Wales. Years of debate, campaigning, advocacy and reform have seen voluntary assisted dying bills legalised in every state in Australia. But not in the territories. Why? Well, it's not because campaigners in the NT and ACT haven't wanted to introduce voluntary assisted dying legislation. It's because they weren't even allowed to try. So why do territories have different rights to the states? And could that all be about to change? We don't want to be second-class citizens. The time's come for us to restore those rights to the territory. We'll speak to MP Luke Gosling, who's trying to make this all happen. But first, Zara, the headlines. Federal Resources Minister Madeleine King has offered an ultimatum to Australia's biggest gas companies, warning they'll face extraordinary export controls from next year if they don't commit enough gas to the domestic market. Minister King said on Monday that she would be issuing a notice of intent to retain some volumes of gas that wouldn't be exported. A new bill that would prevent public hospitals from stopping doctors who provide abortions will be introduced to Victorian Parliament this week. The bill, which will be introduced by Reason Party leader Fiona Patton, hopes to consolidate abortion and contraceptive rights in the state, with debate on the bill expected to begin in a fortnight after the second reading of the bill happens on Wednesday. The nuclear submarine pact that was announced last year by AUKUS will be under the microscope at a United Nations nuclear conference this week. The UN's 10th review conference of the Treaty on the Non-Proliferation of Nuclear Weapons will be attended by a 16-member Australian delegation who's likely to be probed on how the pact will comply with pre-existing treaties on the matter. And today's good news, Ireland has announced new climate targets that would form a 51% cut in economy-wide emissions by 2030. In its announcement, the Irish government also set maximum limits on greenhouse gas emissions for each sector of its economy, while making agriculture changes voluntary for its farmers to take up. Before we jump into this deep dive, just a heads up that it deals with voluntary assisted dying. So if this isn't something that you are in a headspace to listen to today, why don't you chime in again tomorrow? So Zara, you know how I said at the top of the episode that every state in Australia has voluntary assisted dying bills? I did hear that, yes. But neither of the territories have been able to. Yeah. Well, here's a little twist in that narrative for you. Did you know that the Northern Territory was actually the first jurisdiction in the world to pass laws for voluntary assisted dying? I genuinely didn't know this and found this possibly the most fascinating part of this entire deep dive. So it was all called the Rights of the Terminally Ill Act in 1995, and it was introduced by then Chief Minister Marshall Perrin. Now, as you can imagine, it wasn't the smoothest passage, and it was amended 49 times before it ended up passing, and it passed 15 votes to 10. This bill didn't come into effect until July 1996, during which time there were some amendments to the bills and some attempts to repeal it. But by the time it came into effect, it was an act to, in its words, confirm the right of a terminally ill person to request assistance from a medically qualified person to voluntarily terminate his or her life in a humane manner. There were a number of limitations on this. Checks and balances like three medical practitioners basically had to okay the request of the person and confirm that the person wasn't experiencing, quote, treatable clinical depression. 
So it seems like that legislation was ahead of the curve. I mean, it was before I was born and yet we're still having these conversations today. It was kind of treated like a test case by the rest of the world. So tell us what happened. The Rights of the Terminally Ill Act was in place for nine months, during which four people died by medically assisted suicide. Robert Dent, a terminally ill 66-year-old cancer patient, was the first person to die under this law. And Zara, it was definitely contentious. The first two deaths were administered by a computerised lethal injection, and this became known as the death machine. The Australian Medical Association expressed their concerns and the Vatican condemned the deaths as a revolt against God. And then what happened? Enter Kevin Andrews. What do you know about Kevin Andrews, Zara? Funnily enough, I did a whole project on the father of the house. It's the person that has spent the longest period of time uninterrupted in federal parliament. Kevin Andrews was a federal member of the Liberal Party. He was conservative. He was a member of the House of Representatives for the seat of Menzies, which is in Victoria. As I said before, was the longest continually serving member of the federal parliament. That was until he lost his seat last year in a pre-selection. Back in 1996, John Howard's the Prime Minister, Andrews has only been in Parliament for four or five years, and he looks at what's happening in the NT with their voluntary assisted dying bill, and he decides to stop it. He tells Parliament that the voluntary assisted bill in the NT sought to allow, quote, the use of a lethal injection to bring about the immediate death of another, and that the Commonwealth couldn't, quote, wash its hands of the decision. So he introduces the Euthanasia Laws Act 1997, which is now sometimes referred to as the Andrews Bill. Okay, so talk to me about this Andrews Bill. What did it do? Basically, it said that territories don't have the legal jurisdiction, which means the legal permission, to permit, quote, intentional killing or euthanasia. Not only did the Act ban the territories from legalising voluntary assisted dying, it specifically stated the following... For the avoidance of doubt, the enactment of the Legislative Assembly called the Rights of the Terminally Ill Act 1995 has no force or effect as a law of the Territory. Okay, so the Andrews Bill said that the Territories couldn't legislate on assisted dying, but I think that this could be confusing to people, and it certainly was to me when I first started thinking about this concept. How does a federal government tell the Northern Territory government, which for all intents and purposes can govern itself, what they can and cannot legislate? Let me go full constitutional law nerd on you. The territories work a little differently from the states because they don't have the same legal status. There's actually a reason why they're called states and territories. And it's all because of a constitutional power which enables the federal parliament to overturn territory laws, but they can't do that with states. We heard that the NT was ahead of the curve. It introduced voluntary assisted dying laws years and years before anyone else did. And yet now it's one of only two jurisdictions in the country without it. Yeah, but the first Australian state to allow voluntary assisted dying, which was Victoria, only passed their legislation in 2017. New South Wales only passed a bill through state parliament this year in May. So in other parts of the country, it's all pretty fresh. Okay, and where are the territories at with all of this, given how far ahead the NT was over a decade ago? Well, they have this massive barrier in place with the Andrews Bill, and there's been a few attempts in the federal parliament to overturn it, but they've all been unsuccessful. But yesterday, and this is why we're talking about it today on the podcast, there was a big new development. For too long, Australians living in the territories have been treated as second-class citizens when it comes to legislating on matters that impact their own lives. And it's well past time for that to end. It is called the Restoring Territory Rights Bill because that is all it seeks to do, to level the democratic playing field and restore legislative rights to our territories. 
That is Luke Gosling. He's an MP from the Northern Territory and he was tabling the Restoring Territory Rights Bill to Parliament. Hello, I'm Luke Gosling. I'm the Federal Member for Solomon, which is Darwin and Palmerston, the capital of Northern Australia. We spoke to him just after he tabled the bill about what he's trying to achieve here. Uh, Today I introduced a private member's bill uh, which seeks to restore the rights of the territories, the NT and the ACT, because we haven't had the same rights to legislate on certain issues, uh, including voluntary assisted dying, as the states have. Luke Gosling is focused here on the rights of the territories, not necessarily about legislating assisted dying. I have reservations around voluntary assisted dying, and it basically goes to the need for safeguards for vulnerable people. Um, I really appreciate that for people, end-of-life issues, matters of conscience are really uh, important to them. A lot of people have had personal experiences and had the personal responsibility of loved ones going through the end of life and wondering what is the right thing to do. And all we are trying to say as Territorians is we understand that and we respect that. These are issues for the territories to decide for themselves, as the states have, and we ask for their support to restore the rights of Territorians. We don't want to be second-class citizens. The time's come for us to restore those rights to the Territory. Do we know what would happen if the bill passed? Would the Territory automatically revert back to having the rights of the Terminally Ill Act that we saw in 1995? It absolutely will not. That bill... The original bill under the Marshall Perrin government of 1995-96 is null and void. Uh, it, it will not come alive again. It is part of history. It's a part of the history of this struggle for rights for the territories. But what will happen if we are successful in getting this private members bill passed? The Northern Territory Legislative Assembly or Parliament and, and the ACT Legislative Assembly, and we heard from the uh, Chief Minister of the ACT today, who was you know, there watching, is that they'll go through a deliberative process, uh, a long consultative process to work this through and arrive at some draft legislation if they choose to do so. But they are decisions for the Legislative Assemblies, informed by the constituents that vote them into those le- uh, Legislative Assemblies. So I look forward to being part of Uh, that debate as a citizen of the Northern Territory. And does he think this bill is likely to get off the ground? So when a similar bill was introduced in 2018, it was only narrowly voted down. But there's no guarantee here that it will pass or even be close. Um, However, in the previous two parliaments, uh, the coalition uh, was the government uh, and they stopped that bill from coming forward to be debated, let alone voted on. The difference now is that the Prime Minister, uh, Anthony Albanese, has said that restoring the rights of the territories is an important issue to Territorians and therefore we will allow a conscience vote uh, to go forward and be debated and it is right now in the Federal Parliament. So we'll go from the House of Reps into the Senate, hopefully it passes both Houses and, and the rights of Territorians in this regard will be restored. Does he have any thoughts about larger scale reform to change how the Commonwealth can intervene in territory legislation? Oh, that goes to the issue of statehood. And it is an issue that uh, the Northern Territory has looked into on numerous occasions, even voted on once. Uh, but at that point in time, the people of the Northern Territory uh, voted to stay a territory. Uh, I think 
becoming a state is still uh, some time away. However, I think it is something that is important to Northern Territorians. Uh, and I won't speak for the ACT because I think they will continue to have a really special role in the life of the nation as Australia's capital territory. We'll definitely keep you posted on what happens next. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please leave us five stars wherever you do your listening. It helps a little independent media company like ours grow and we so appreciate your support. Thanks for listening and have a fabulous Tuesday.